Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com. What's up, Alabama fans? This is Brandon, a.k.a. Fresh. Hope y'all had a great weekend and coming back with some more heat for y'all. Before I give that information and all that heat and the fire to y'all, go ahead and hit that like button. Smash that like button. Y'all know what the rules are. I ain't going to keep explaining them to you. Y'all already know what we want. 100 out the gate. Hadn't changed. Price of admission is going to go up once the season starts, but let me get that 100 real quick. Let's go. All right. So you see the title of the video, guys. Um... I'm, I'm gonna be getting on this quarterback conversation pretty heavily, okay? I'm, I'm gonna start getting on it pretty heavily, especially once fall camp go, goes. Y'all, it might be ad nauseum, guys, because this is the biggest topic for Alabama football. One of the biggest, if not the biggest, in a long time. Like I said in one of my previous videos, it's been a long time since Nick Saban has had a true quarterback battle. Um, where, you know, you really had no clue, like no clue who the starter was going to be like you, people could speculate and throw out stuff, but you know, nobody really truly knows. Um, I already told y'all what I think, what I think Nick Saban will do for game one. And I believe Jalen Milrow is going to be the opening day starter. It would be extremely hard for me to believe that just based on what I've seen, uh, whether it's in game action, scrimmages, you know, a day games or whatever that anybody other than Jalen Milrow is going to be trotted out first against Middle Tennessee. Okay. Game one. So, but in terms of what I want to talk about today is something to kind of try to talk some of these Alabama fans off of the ledge and not just them, but even some of the pundits who have completely written off Jalen Milrow as if what they've seen from him last year and in the spring is all of a sudden indicative of what you'll see come the fall. And um, I've said it before, I don't think it's entirely fair. Um, some of that is a little bit of a, a lazy narrative. So I said, you know, I'm going to do the due diligence and I'm going to um, kind of help talk some people out of, you know, some of their feelings just to kind of provide some perspective, some nuance, some clarity, because I feel like that's important. I, th I feel like it's very important to any argument. So Blake Sims, and I don't like to throw out comparisons, you know, based on skin color, but these are two uh, very similar skill sets. Both of them just happen to be dynamic athletes uh, who happen to be quarterbacks. Uh, Blake Sims, he he pretty much, you know, had to to go all over the all over the board pretty much just to kind of earn his his role with Alabama. And he stuck it out, you know, more power to him. You know, he came in. I believe it was in that 2000 and, uh, 2009 class. And, um, you know, he went all over. He went from run, he went to quarterback to running back to DB receiver and back to quarterback. I mean, he went all over the, all over the map <laughs> pretty much in Alabama's offense and or team rather just trying to find a way because he was, he was such a great athlete. I mean, four or five speed, super duper quick, uh, compact, uh, strong. So, I mean, you want to try to find, ways to exploit the talent, uh, especially when you have someone like, you know, AJ McCarron in front of him, he wasn't going to get to play quarterback 
with how dynamic AJ was at that position and his leadership and all the above. So uh, he waited his turn. He was able to go back to quarterback in 2013, backed up AJ for that season, uh, got limited action. You know, he played against Georgia State that season, uh, went 14 for 18, 130 yards. I mean, had a pretty good day in, in, in a mop up duty uh, against a very not good team. Um, so you're not really able to really see a true sk skill set, but we knew that, you know, if given the opportunity, you know, he could at least get Alabama through a game. All right. Um, but he didn't get an opportunity in 2013. So, uh, if y'all remember, and this is what I'm going to kind of focus on because all we've seen from Jalen Milrow is basically some of an Arkansas game and a full Texas A&M start, um, to kind of have a measuring stick plus a couple a day games. Uh, so it's very similar to what Blake Sims had where, you know, you saw a couple a day games, you know, some mop up duty action. He didn't really get any actual real live game reps against stuff that actually mattered. I mean, Georgia state wasn't going to be Alabama, uh, on its best day and Alabama's worst day. It still would have ended in a probably five or six touchdown blowout. Um, but if y'all remember, and I got the stats to pull up for you, but if you just remember the 2013 a day game, um, it was not good. Um, it was everything that you don't want from a quarterback for what Blake Sims put out there. And, you know, I didn't go back and look at the highlights because, you know, I didn't want to be traumatized myself. Um, I just remember it being bad. Um, I may have even been at the A day game. I know I was okay. Anyway, doesn't matter. Um, it was bad. Okay. So here's the stats. He was five for 10, 52 yards, two interceptions. So if you just go by the yards per attempt, that's 5.2 yards per attempt, um, two interceptions. That means that he wasn't even moving the ball past the sticks, uh, per attempt or even close to it. Um, and then, um, he threw interceptions on 20% of his pass attempts. Um, that is absolutely atrocious. Um, it's really bad. Um, there's really no other way to say it. Um, he didn't look good at all. And you had a lot of Alabama fans like, oh my gosh, this is our backup. Lord, please, AJ, don't get hurt. Don't have any, but, I mean, cause there was nobody else. There was nobody else to back up AJ other than Blake. Um, but the, the belief was, you know, you've been in the system for however many years, game time, we can find a package or some things to at least make you feel comfortable. Uh, read option stuff um, to use with, with his feet. You can't really showcase that in an in a A-Day game. And, and back then, Nick Saban, like sometimes, I mean, I think even now, like he's he's kind of said, OK, I got to run a quarterback. I'll I'll let them, you know, if it doesn't look like they may have gotten a pinky on them, I'm not going to blow the whistle on that. You know, you keep running. You know, if you breathed on them back then, you know, 10 years ago, you know, you were just down. So it didn't matter. Blake, you know, looked like he was probably going to get a little bit something, probably wiggle out of something in an actual real game. You know, they were blowing the whistle. So you really can't even use somebody's athleticism in the spring if you're a quarterback it's like it's pointless uh to a certain extent i mean yeah you can you can get out a little bit but um yeah so he didn't look good at all like he looked very very bad in 2013 in an 8 game um so the news comes out 2014 okay uh obviously aj mccarron his eligibility has ran his course he's in the nfl draft blake sims is the only quarterback uh, of note that is on the roster that is like, okay, 
He's got some actual experience. He's been there. This is the fifth year senior guy. Uh, he's waited his turn. A lot of Alabama fans rooted and really wanted to see Blake uh, do his thing. You know, he earned it, like I just said. Um, but, I mean, all Alabama fans had was last year's A-Day game. Pretty much like on the back of their mind, like, please, A-Day's coming up. Please let us see something better and different. Uh, sadly, um, it, it was not much better. It was, you know, really not good <laughs> even still. I, 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 rem I definitely remember watching this one. I actually had to go back and watch the replay because I was uh, I had an event on the quad that day. Shout out to my friends and family that came out and supported that. But anyway, uh, he was 12 of 30, 178 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. Uh, the 12 for 30 was really alarming. Uh, for those of y'all who are, uh, you know, pretty good at math, uh, that's a cool 40%. Uh, so, you know, he couldn't even hit 50% like he did last year. You know, you get, you know, three times as many attempts as you did last, the, the previous, uh, eight day game, but your 10 percentage points under him. He, he was missing, he was missing all throws. I mean, I remember it was just bad. He, he missed, intermediate routes short routes i mean he just it just didn't look good i mean he may have had a two or three play stretch where it's like okay maybe but i mean he just he just couldn't hit anything um and then jay coker is walking the sidelines and all alabama fans are like, oh jay coker oh my gosh he's he's from mobile you know in-state kid you know six five big on quarterback you know had a really tough battle against Jameis winston just lost the quarterback battle he's definitely going to be our quarterback oh we're saved Thank you, Blake, but no thank you. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's how it was when Blake Sims was uh, pretty much on his last A-Day game. And um, to his credit, you know, that summer he worked with a quarterback coach, uh, came back that fall, um, and he just outperformed. I mean, there's really no other way to say it. I think from what I remember, and this is before I really got, you know, with TDA into a media perspective to kind of hear and, and, and get more inside information on stuff. Uh, but from what I was told after joining was that uh, Jake Coker looked absolutely atrocious in the final uh, fall scrimmage. I'm talking about just as, as bad as, as, as what Blake Sims looked in those two A-Day games. You can combine that and multiply that by 100. That's how bad Jake Coker looked from what I was told. And Blake Sims performed really good, uh, which gave Nick Saban that confidence to say, all right, West Virginia. Uh, we're going to put Blake out there and hey, we're going to go and we're going to roll with it. That's that's going to be our guy. You know, the team wants to see Blake. You know, he's earned it. Plus, you know, he's playing a lot better, whatever the case may be. Um, so Blake, he goes out, he wins the job and sets records at Alabama from the quarterback position, leads Alabama to an SEC championship, um, fails in the first round against Ohio State in the uh, uh B, uh, not BCS, the CFP playoffs, just wasn't able to to showcase uh, a lot of what you were hoping that he would be able to do. And that's, in my opinion, that was a lot of uh, Lane Kiffin's uh, fault. Shouldn't have had him out there throwing about 40 passes. You got running backs that you could have used, run the ball. You know, that's Alabama's mantra. Did not do it that game. But my whole point in that is, if if Alabama fans or man, I'm sorry, if Nick Saban would have taken spring practice or spring scrimmage, a day clips and stats and used that as the measuring stick, 
Alabama doesn't win another SEC championship. We don't get to have a, a wonderful story of Blake Sims. Sticks it out. Uh, sets the, the, the stage for Jalen Hurts and any other black quarterback that came after him. Uh, because a lot of fans needed that. Don't really want to get into this topic too much. But a lot of fans needed to see, okay, a black quarterback can play at Alabama. A lot of the stigma... Whether you want to talk about it or not, but there is a stigma. The reason why Jamarcus Russell didn't go to Alabama and some other quarterbacks uh, was that, you know, if you go to Alabama, you're not going to play quarterback. Now, Nick Saban didn't care about none of that because he had black quarterbacks all at LSU. He doesn't care about that. He just, hey, who's the best person who can win the team over, who, you know, can uh, protect the football the best, put us in the best position to win at the quarterback position. I don't care if you black, green, yellow, white, purple, whatever. Uh, that's that's where Nick Saban is. But the stigma needed to be defeated. And Blake Sims did that. Set the table again, like I said, for Jalen Hurts um, and um, Bryce Young and anybody else that may have came after him. So uh, so I wanted I wanted to before I get to Jalen Miro, let me back up to last year's A-Day game. All right. I'm not even going to read Jalen Miro's stats just yet. I'm going to talk about another quarterback that uh, this might even surprise y'all. Do y'all remember how Bryce Young performed in the 2022 A-Day game? Y'all remember that? Like last year, coming off of a Heisman Trophy season. Well, if you don't remember, I'm going to go ahead and tell you. 14 to 29, 153 yards, one interception. Uh, that, I'm sorry, that, that wasn't a, uh, a slip up in the tongue. Now, let me make sure, in case y'all didn't hear that, 14 to 29, which is less than 50%, 153 yards, one interception. I don't recall seeing a touchdown. Let me make sure my notes. Uh, I got this off the uh, internet um, reputable site. Uh, one interception. Yeah, Bryce Young, Heisman Trophy winner. Um, this is an A-Day scrimmage uh, as well. So in, in case you were wondering, uh, not the greatest stats, right? But, you know, he still ended up having a wonderful season in 2022 last year. Number one overall pick for the Carolina Panthers. Um, I think, you know, he did OK. Right. Um, so, again, our A day stats, A day games, are they indicative of what to expect for the season? No. I mean, we've seen we've seen guys have great A days and you throw them in a the game. They, it's like, oh, my gosh, Lord, please. This this can't be this can't be. This can't be what, what it is. Like, he looked good in the spring. Like, why why, did, why is he out here and he can't play? Some guys, you try stuff in the spring, you work on stuff, and you understand what it's going to be come fall and come game time. All right? Kind of like spring training for baseball. All right? You know, if you're a pitcher, you might want to throw, try some new, new pitches. It doesn't even really matter. It doesn't, doesn't, who cares? All right? So, Here's Jalen Milrow, 2022 A-Day stats. 11 for 23, 149 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Um, I didn't really have his rushing stats uh, written down, but I think he ran for something like 30 yards or something like that. Something to that effect. All right. We already know what he can do running, so it's really a moot point. Um, so his his percentages aren't that great either. Under 40%, I mean, under 50%. Um, under, under 150 yards, um, did throw a touchdown, but again, the ball security th throws an interception. Fast forward to uh, just a few months ago, and you remember his eight days, uh, eight days stats 
same thing, not overly great. 19 for 37, so just over 50%. Two touchdowns in the air, two interceptions, one very not good interception, just threw the ball up to Christian Story. That'll get you yanked really quickly by Nick Saban, or at least a shorter leash. And um, another rushing touchdown. So, you know, he showed what he can do with his legs. Um, I thought that he made some, it was a lot of inconsistencies, but there were some some moments where, you know, he looked really decent throwing the ball. I'm talking about really good reads. Um, you know, it wasn't a Blake Simmons performance and I hate to, you know, kind of feel like I'm throwing Blake under the bus. He's a really good guy. You know, he's, you know, uh, been really, really good for TDA in terms of access with Steven, um, good relationships. However, um, I didn't see I didn't see a, a Blake Sims performance from Jalen Milrow. All right. Was it always good? No, I'm not going to say that. But I honestly feel like a lot of that was the defense actually finally looked like it, you know, wanted to play and like it actually had an Alabama standard type defense. And that's something I feel like, you know, Alabama fans couldn't say for at least the past four or five years. It's been a long time since, you know, a defense from Alabama has really put real fear in anybody's eyes a long time. Definitely not in, uh, from 2018 until 2022. Um, there was no fear, zero. Nobody, nobody felt any any sh uh, sense of shivers from an Alabama defense. And um, I, I, I saw guys flying to the ball, um, like Malachi Moore said, all 11 to the ball. That's the mantra. Um, and Kevin Steele is bringing that mentality back. You know, so you're going against a much tougher defense. Uh, in in these scrimmages, and uh, I saw I, I felt like I saw that. I mean, no quarterback really lit the lit the team on lit the the world on fire. I mean, Dylan Lonergan he had some moments against the third team, but you know against uh, those first and second units. I mean, I felt like Jalen Miller and Ty Simpson both you know had to really work for that. You know, so what what am I getting at? What am I? Let me tie all this together so that we can you know we can close this up right. So I just gave y'all. Blake Sims 2013-2014 stats. I don't need to run through his 2014 season stats, but again, he set records, led Alabama to a four, uh, was it 14-1 regular season, something like that, 12, whatever. SEC championship, um, you know, a touchdown or so away from you know making it to the the national championship. You ran into a really really good Ohio State team, exceptionally coached Urban Meyer team, and they just they just played better than Alabama did in that semifinal game. Um, but he 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 did what you expect a quarterback to do, which is lead, and he and he played very well. Shout out to Blake, uh, Bryce Young, not good eight eight game stats last year, um, but we all know what Bryce Young is capable of and what he did. Don't need to go into any further. Jalen Miro, two 8 a games, uh, not the greatest stats, pretty much right at 50% uh, if you combine the two um, the two um, games put together. 30 for 60, um, three touchdowns, uh, three interceptions, four total touchdowns. But um, it doesn't set the world on fire. I mean, you're not your hair on fire. Doesn't you know? Not much to inspire. However spring okay it's a scrimmage can't even touch them i mean you, I mean, you can tag them with the with the finger and the whistle blows so there's no threat for his legs that's not fair you know what i'm saying 
He's not a pocket passer, you know, like a Tom Brady where, you know, that's that's where his superpower is. His superpower is being able to hurt you in both ways. And if you take one of those away from him, well, I mean, if I could just peel back and just rush him and, and know that all I got to do is just tap him on his helmet. OK, well, whistle blows. I get credit for a sack. Plays over on to the next thing. And they're minus five yards. So it's not it's not it doesn't tell the whole tape. Put him in an actual game and let's really see what happens. We've seen what he can do and how those legs can really hurt. And against again, against Texas A&M, you got a guy who had zero game action pretty much up until that point. You know, I mean, Arkansas a little bit, but that year he, he hadn't played anything. He got thrown into the action. Three touchdowns, one interception against Texas A&M. You get the win against a very tough opponent. Um... I think that that's going to carry over and he has the confidence. I think the team wants to see Jalen Milrow win. That's what I think. I think they want to see him win. And are you telling me, and this is the question, are you, are you going to tell me with a straight face that Jalen Milrow, we can't use the 2014 season stats, but if you would have took both of them in a vacuum and said, okay, you got 2013, 2014, 8-8 highlights, Versus Jalen Milrow's highlights, one six two and a half, one barely six foot, one one runs a four five four six, and Blake Sims. The other one runs probably a four three four four at worst. Who's better? Who are you picking? Are you gonna sit there and tell me that you think that Blake Sims is better than Jalen Milrow? I mean, time will tell. My whole point is, is that given the same opportunity, going through a fall camp, opening up the season, I believe Jalen Milrow is going to do some things that y'all not even expecting. I think Jalen Milrow, given the opportunity, stays healthy, of course, is going to have a really, really good year because he's not going to be asked to do a whole lot. Make plays with your feet. Don't turn the ball over. Hit the open man. Can he do it? We've seen him do it in, in spurts. So I think he I think he's more than capable of it. Time will tell. But you have to be able to decipher based on what I've given you that you can't take those and run with it as, oh, my gosh, he's going to be terrible because he didn't have the greatest spring a day game highlights. So let me know what y'all think. Leave a comment in the comment section. Let's have a uh, chat. You know, I'm going to have to start doing uh, videos based on uh, some of y'all's reactions because uh, y'all been really giving me some really good feedback and really good comments. But let me know what y'all think in the comments below. If you haven't liked, please hit that like button, smash it, share this with your favorite Alabama fan. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. I think we're at uh, a little bit under 35,000. I need let's get to 35,000 subs, guys. Y'all stop playing, man. There's too many Alabama fans for us to still be stuck under 35,000. Let's get to 35. Let's see if we can give some giveaways or something once we get to 40. We need to do like a 40,000 sub giveaway. So y'all stop playing. Let's go. Fall camp is around the corner. All right, hit us on our social medias, Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram. Make sure you're liking and, and uh, I'm sorry, following all those social media channels. Get yourself a subscription to um, touchdownalabama.com. Continue to support. Definitely goes a long way and we appreciate all the love and, and, and support that y'all have given us for the 16 years TDA has been in existence. Man, it's been a long time. 
Alright, but I have no more for y'all. Hope y'all enjoyed the video. This is Brandon, aka Fresh, signing off.